This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, happy hump day. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you on this Wednesday. Appreciate you listening here on CBS Sports Radio. Phone number 855-212-4CBS. You want to tweet things at us like you did yesterday saying you think there's some kind of problem with the Matrix because we can't get me and D-Cell and Bogushan together. Sports Writer, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Though don't tweet that because... We're going to fix that that problem. Bogus is back, baby. I'm here finally again today. It's off yesterday. Diesel refuses to take days off, and he loves to, and he just loves his job. He's always here. So, like, he comes in on the weekends. They just put him in a corner. So, anyway, we're all going to be here hanging out about uh, 20 minutes from now. So will Jerry Harrison Jr. We'll get into the All-Star game. We have, a, we have an All-Star game debate that's going to pop up. And I've got a question for the guys about baseball cards by way of talking about the All-Star game. Carmelo Anthony gets a little too much love, but that is really sweet. Zion sure loves himself, but doesn't know how to relate to real life. Tom's all mad. We, I think we're going to make this a what to sell. I hadn't told Tom this, but D sells, and rightfully so. Not every what to sell is, is me making fun of Tom. Sometimes it's so much rage, that's the only way to channel it. It's hard for Zion to, you know, take care of himself because he's so rich and amazing. We'll get into that a little bit later in the program. We'll do buy or sell, as we always do. Shohei Otani madness is spreading. It's everywhere. It's here in L.A. I thought it made the All-Star. I I enjoyed the All-Star game. I usually don't. I saw it. My words to the prism of my of my eleven year old son's joy, Tom. This is true. His words through through the prism of his jadedness. I think was that the word you used, Tommy? Good morning, pretty daddy. Good morning, Bill. Happy Hump Day to you. Yes, Thank I am you. very jaded in the way that I viewed last night's MLB All Star Game. All the things that were that made the All Star Game the All Star Game, I liked and you hated. So we're gonna get into it. In, in maybe 20 minutes, and maybe we'll let Judge Bogish, that'd be a good segment, rule. He's a baseball guy. He's going to side with me, but maybe not. I enjoyed the All-Star game. We're not going to start there, though. I was, um, had to had to do some stuff with my kids yesterday, was off, was driving around town, was thinking about Bob Huggins and Pat Fitzgerald, the two deposed, fired, removed, frustrated by their dismissal head coaches, Northwestern football coach Pat Fitzgerald, formerly formerly West Virginia men's basketball coach Bob Huggins. And I was thinking about the way in which these two guys, vastly different people, but both tied together by having their dream job, how these two guys 
have become drunk on their own success and don't understand the reality of the rules of the world they inhabited. The latest news on this, and this mirrors what happens with Huggins really last week that we discussed. So Pat Fitzgerald suspended, as you know, two weeks without pay, following an investigation into hazing allegations made at his program at Northwestern with Northwestern football. A so-called independent investigation found that these things occurred, but there wasn't ample evidence to prove, to be certain, that the head coach knew. And the gentleman who runs that university made the decision to suspend Fitzgerald for two weeks without pay. Then the Daily Northwestern student newspaper, we've already talked about all of this, comes out with a very impressive expose from one student, what exactly happened. The administration pushes back. The reporter has photos. There's a follow-up story about allegations of, of racism being tolerated within the university. And over the weekend, over the course of this fallout, over the course of public opinion shifting, over the course of more excellent reporting from a student journalist, the university does a 180 and fires Fitzgerald. And that's where we were yesterday when more news came down. Again, this reflects all the, the Huggins story that Pat Fitzgerald's attorney, and so Pat Fitzgerald, the former head coach, is going to legally dispute the firing for cause. That is why he was fired. Now, there's a couple things that go on here. If you're fired for cause, you lose a whole bunch of money. If you're just fired, you get a whole bunch of money. So there's millions of dollars on the line. But there's also the suggestion in reporting and in the lawsuit that Fitzgerald wants to be the coach again, so much so that reporters, including CBS Sports, are out there reporting what should be the obvious, which is Pat Fitzgerald is never coaching at Northwestern again. That is the reporting. But the commonality between the Northwestern football coach whose program had allegations of real hazing under his nose, and whether he knew or didn't, he should have, versus the allegations of Bob Huggins drinking and driving, and then previous to that, making homophobic comments on a radio show, and speculation out there, we don't know, but there was speculation when those homophobic comments and anti-Catholic comments happened. There was speculation that maybe Huggy was, had been drinking a little bit. If you listen to the video, hard to tell, but certainly in character. The connective tissue here is both these coaches insisting that they're still going to coach and their inability to let go and their inability to accept that it's over. And the thing that struck me about it, and I know Bob Huggins from back in my reporting days. I don't know Pat Fitzgerald at all. And I have sympathy for both these guys, even though I think they deserve, and and maybe that makes me naive. You lose something you love, even if it's your own fault. You can be deserving of that loss. You can be deserving of being fired. You can be deserving of that heartache. I can still feel bad for you as a human being. And that's where I'm at for Huggins and Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald's been there for two decades just about. And that's his alma mater. That's a place he loves. And Huggins is from West Virginia. And he has been at West Virginia for almost two decades as well. And that is a place he loves. Both need to be gone. Both cannot coach again at those universities. Both made their own bed, and are the instruments of their own failure. And both exhibit that rare disease that is found largely in college coaches who pretend to implement rules for the betterment of their teams, who pretend to believe in simulating the realities and the lessons and the morals of the real world of their programs, football and basketball, 
both these guys have fallen victim to that arrogance, to that power hungriness that comes with coaching. Because neither of these guys can accept the very things they've always done to the kids and the assistants on their programs. And that is set down rules when you make a mistake and accept the consequences. How many times, if you had to bet, you know when you were younger, I can remember this in Mrs. Bray's kindergarten class in Dubuque, Iowa, where you'd walk in and you'd see a jelly jelly bean jar, and you have to guess how many jelly beans are in there. And it always felt like like an episode of The Simpsons. It was just designed to make me feel stupid because I would guess, I don't know, 300. It would be 4,000. Whatever it was, I wasn't even, or I'd guess 50,000. It would be 1,200, whatever. If you had to guess in a similar way how many times both Pat Fitzgerald and Bob Huggins in their tenures at Northwestern as the football coach and at West Virginia as the basketball coach said some version to student-athletes, players, coaches, some version of, Got to take responsibility. There are consequences for your actions. Like that jelly bean game. I think I, I was about to say 2,000. It's probably 20,000. It's probably 100,000. Maybe it's 531,000. How many times they would hammer these themes. And I know that in part because I've heard Bob Huggins say it to me in the one year that I sort of wrote about. I didn't even cover him day to day. But when push comes to shove, and when these guys are the ones making the mistakes, when these guys are the ones who have errors in judgment that are problematic for the rules that are set down. When these guys have to apply what would certainly be the standards they would they would set out for their players, for their student-athletes, even for their assistant coaches, they want to sue to get their jobs back? They're so certain of their own power, of their own royal status in those universities and those communities, that they can't even accept that, that it's over? That in and of itself is disqualifying to be a head coach at either Northwestern or West Virginia. It was over the moment you got fired. The fact that you think, in both cases, that you can sue your... And I know that Huggins is claiming he never resigned and that and that they fabricated his, his, his uh, exit statement while he was in rehab. The fact that you think you can litigate your way to being the leader of, of a program this important shows that these guys long ago lost their hold on reality. They lost the strength. They don't belong. And this also indicates and tells why these scandals happened. Once you're in your ivory tower so long, you forget reality. And you could be a good person here. But once you have so many sycophants around you and so much money and so much ability to control everything in your sphere that your moral compass no longer works or you don't think to look at it, Once you don't think the physics of the real world and morality apply to you, whether you're a good person or not, you can no longer be a successful steward of your program. The end. It's over. It's done. Deciding to sue if you're Pat Fitzgerald or Bob Huggins to get your job back is the same symptom of the same disease that led to a DUI for one guy and a hazing scandal under his nose for the other. It is a detachment from reality. It is an arrogance... It is the empire, it is the Roman Empire at the fall, so broken and lazy that it doesn't remember how it got there in the first place. Look, you can be listening somewhere. I'm a, mid, I'm, I'm a Big Ten kid. Like I, I get it. And I know Northwestern didn't have a good year last year. And I know they're not traditionally a powerhouse. I'm from Iowa. I know it's, I mean, it's not Iowa, but I'd like to say it is, even though I have mixed feelings about Kirk Herrick. Kirk Ferentz. I know it's Michigan and Ohio State and I guess Penn State 
should I say I guess since Penn State is a Big Ten school, but I consider them interlopers since they joined 25 years ago, whatever the hell it was. But Northwestern is a respected program in that community. It is also an Ivy League level school in the Midwest. It's a remarkable institution. And there have certainly been seasons where either Northwestern has been really good and really interesting relative to Northwestern, or, and this is certainly true, and you can ask a multitude of fans of other Big Ten programs, just seasons where, and Pat Fitzgerald was a good coach, maybe Northwestern wasn't great, but they would trip somebody up on the schedule. They would screw up somebody's season. They'd be a little more difficult than you might expect. They were a well-coached team of a bunch of smart kids that overachieved and were never a powerhouse per se in the Big Ten, but were relevant. They, They mattered. They were respected. None of that means anything in the face of a coach, even if he's beloved. And if you're listening and you love that guy, none of that means anything in the face of a coach who can no longer understand reality. Who thinks the rules don't apply to him. And I don't mean he walks into the office every day thinking I'm bigger than the world. I mean how this actually works in the real world. Where people who are in charge think that they're good at managing people and aren't. Think they're connected with the people that are they're in charge of every day, but actually live in the clouds. Think they have a sense of reality about the thing that they're a steward of, but actually everyone that works with them thinks they're totally clueless. That's what happened to Pat Fitzgerald. That's what happened to Bob Huggins. This isn't about being a good person or a bad person. It's about holding on to the understanding of how to do your job. Pat Fitzgerald, let's presume he didn't know. There's two things here with this hazing scandal. He knew he's a liar. He's got to go. Let's presume that's not the case. I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He didn't know. That is a level of disconnection from a program that he's in charge of. And remember, these are coaches who who lay claim to every facet of their program, who are control freaks over it, who want everything to fall under their sway. You don't get to not know. And if he didn't know, it's just a reminder that sometimes when you're in a place too long or you're too successful, when you lose your focus, you lose your hold on what's going on. You really think Nick Saban would ever be in a position. I mean, that guy probably knows how often his players eat lunch, breakfast, and dinner, down to a man. Pat Fitzgerald and Bob Huggins are trying to sue their way back into their jobs because they long ago didn't understand that the physics of the real world still apply to these guys, that the rules still apply to these guys, that they're not deities, they're not kings, they're not sports royalty, highly successful men who long ago gave up on whatever habits got them there. The habits of understanding what's going on in your program, setting down boundaries, making sure things go the right way. Look, I don't know what happened exactly with the, with the, with the program in Northwestern. I don't know. What I do know is life's unfair. I do know that sometimes you're a quarterback who's got a shot or a linebacker or running back to play at a high level or maybe play in the NFL, and a good coach doesn't think that you have it. And that disconnection means you don't have the career you should have had. I'm telling you, that's happened under Fitzgerald and Huggins. That, that's life. That, that's sports. I know that there are assistant coaches who have a chance, a real chance at millions of dollars a year. They can just get to the next level, and they go work for, for some big-name coach. And it doesn't work out. Personality conflict, wrong system, wrong fit, and those careers stall. That's unfair. I'm telling you, I'm cer- certain it's happened under Huggins and Fitzgerald. It doesn't make those guys bad guys. It just means that's reality. The coach or the player who didn't succeed under them doesn't get to come back and sue. Be like, you screwed up my life. That's the real world. And those rules apply to those two head coaches, too. It didn't. It actually worked out financially, but it didn't work out in the end. You made a mistake. It wasn't a good fit. You screwed up. You lost your hold on things. You don't get to be here. And the moment both of those guys turned to the lawyers, 
They don't belong coaching anywhere. And you can say, oh, a writer, what are they supposed to do? The same thing the people that used to work for them or under them or play for them had to do. Take it. That's life. That's part of the deal. It's part of the lessons these coaches were supposed to impart. So I can't say shame on Pat Gerald for the hazing situation because maybe he didn't know. Maybe it's just incompetence, laziness, getting tired on the job. I don't know. And for Huggins, I guess I can't say shame on you for drinking and driving, but I can also have sympathy. But on this, on thinking you're so above the rules they don't apply to you, on having lost your touch so much with how sports in the real world work, the programs you ran and actual reality work, that you're going to try to get a lawyer to force you back into a gig? Well, shame on you for that. Bob Huggins, Pat Fitzgerald, for these reasons, don't belong in either of these sports. I can have sympathy for those guys, but a lot more for the institutions that they're helping them to ruin. Walk away with a little bit of grace the way you'd expect a quarterback or an assistant coach to if you decided they weren't right for you and your program. Shame on both you guys. 855-212-4CBS. All right. Got the ugly stuff out of the way. Well, I think it's we're going to transition to happy stuff. D-Cell doesn't. I, and I don't usually like the, the MLB All-Star game. Saw it with different eyes last night for two reasons. My 11-year-old, Shohei Otani. So I'm going to give you an argument of joy, and D-Cell's going to tell you apparently why that game was a monstrosity. We'll get into that debate next here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Writer Than You. See, now i got to pick it up. It's awkward again. The Braves had invited Kluberson's dad, Culberson. Colberson's dad to throw out the ceremonial first pitch for Father's Day yesterday. It's Clubberson. (laughs) That's what I'm going to get after this segment. On CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back into the show. Oh, man, prodigal son, return, what is it, uh, Ryan Reynolds from Just Friends, whatever comparison you want. He's back, baby. Andrew Bogish. I haven't seen you since March. What's up, buddy? Uh, new phone. Who dis? New phone. Uh, how you doing? Everything good? You happy? Uh, things are good. Thank you very much for the Ryan Reynolds comparison because I'm assuming that's a visual, physical compliment. Yeah. Uh, and I accept it wholeheartedly. I'm flattered by it. It 100% is. I was just saying uh, to, to uh, D-Cell, like I see on the old Skype. Oh, hey, Tom. 
How come you look younger and I look so much older? Why are we? Why are we? Is this? Are you a Benjamin Button thing? You look good, bro. Do I look younger? Yeah. Has my time away from D cell been that much of a, a bonus? You look all <laughs> or right. Me. You look okay. More <laughs> me. Wow, that wasn't very nice. All, all right, right. We- I gotta bring him back to reality here. I can't, uh, you know, prop him up that much. Can I? Um, all right, I'm gonna give you my my perspective on the All Star Game. Then we're gonna get D cells. Do you want to play judge? Do you want to be the you know, Judge Bogus today? You up for this? Uh, I'm ready. All right. I usually don't like the All-Star game. I usually think it's boring. My son Henry, as you guys know, saw Shohei Otani play in person a couple weeks ago. So I was super pumped to sort of see if, if Shohei was doing his thing. They had the special beforehand where they talked about Otani. My kid was completely locked in, watched the whole thing. And it just, I don't know, maybe I'm seeing it through an 11-year-old's eyes. I thought it was awesome. I was into it. Then I'm watching these guys mic'd up and, and showing all this personality. And I started to think, you know what? One of the problems is in the NFL, guys show tons of personality on the field. In the NBA, same thing. Maybe these stayed rules are not supposed to show guys up or celebrate is the problem. Maybe we should have these guys being super demonstrative during just regular season games. I loved everything about it. I thought the end of the game was super exciting. I'm always annoyed by Kimbrel's, like, you know, where he, like, has his right, where his stupid right arm is hanging mm-hmm. over. Even that I found kind of cool when he closed it out. And I, my kid loved it. And I just thought, all right, this was exciting. I enjoyed the coverage. I didn't, I just, I was into it. And I was, came in today thinking, all right, we're going to have a good little all-star game. I'm pretty excited. We'll have a little positive segment. And I get, I open my email because Tom will send his little takes in there. And I see impossible to save the all-star game mm. that's that so anyway tom that's my view i really enjoyed it henry thought it was really cool it was a close game i enjoyed the whole the vibe you thought it was a monstrosity did we watch the same game bill did we watch the same coverage what a snooze fest last night but one thing that i will say i i love that henry loved it i think the all-star game is now for kids and children like that's what it's for like the uniforms were horrendous, absolutely horrendous. You should be wearing your team's regular season uniform in the All-Star game. It, they looked absolutely terrible. Coverage-wise, it was like the, the in-game interviews, they're corny, they're cheesy, they're kind of awkward. Like, I don't know. I didn't really see players' personalities come through. I thought the whole thing was very staged. Like, what did you really get out of Sec- that? Second pitch of the game, pretty nice play in right field. And then later, I think in that inning, and another nice play in left field. So the guys were like crossing their arms, like I'm the man. I like all right, that, Andrew. I, I maybe I'm just. Plus I guess we're gonna two, find three out. To t- three to two. Three to two. Three you to want two. Base- well, baseball games, Tom, I don't know if you watch baseball games, but they're not usually twenty-one to twenty. I mean, this that's part that's of a- the that's part of the problem. It's part what? of the problem. It was boring. Last night was boring. It was boring. Every like when Shohei struck out, which was a bummer for my kid. That was met. It's the All-Star game. Every one of these guys are stars. It was a great... Okay, you know what? Judge Bogus can weigh in. Plus, just one side note here. Go. Uh, The All-Star game really misses Joe Buck. I know Joe Buck gets a bad rap. It didn't feel as big without (laughs) Joe Buck. And I know this is the second time around. Did not feel as big. Different topic, but you you sent me you texted me that last night, and I'm like, you're the guy that doesn't even like Joe Buck. I had a hard time getting into it. I tried really hard to... To be enthused about the All Star Game last night because Joe Buck isn't it. there. It's part of it. 
It didn't, you don't even it, like Joe Buck. He's fine. Like, I don't love Joe Buck. I don't hate Joe Buck. But, like, Joe Buck is on the calls of important games. That's what I grew up knowing. No Joe Buck, it doesn't feel as big. The floor is yours, Bogus. The court would like to know, um, just name one thing that enthuses you as a reference point. Uh, this show, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, every single day. No, he's thing? serious. He's serious. Uh, my family. My okay. my family enthuses Do I look me. old again, Phil? You can judge me that. Do I look? <laughs> you look sad. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it was decent that I missed. Yes, we could have had more than five combined runs. <laughs> I'll give you that. But the rest, I thought the game was pretty damn entertaining. I thought it was fast. It was... I saw two-thirds of the game in, like, 90 minutes. I'll I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah. I thought guys were throwing hard. I saw guys stealing bases. We had a review of a home run. We had great defense. We had some interesting matchups. I thought most of the, the dugout interviews stunk, but I thought the on-field stuff was great. I mean, Julio Rodriguez is talking to the guys in the booth. They go... Where's the ball fly out? He goes, my pull side, left field. Like, four pitches later, Diaz, it's a home run to there. And he goes, why did I say that to you guys? Like, you had that. Nate Yavaldi pitching while talking. He, like, he he goes, time for a cutter. He leans in. He gets the cutter sound. He goes, it was, there it is. And he it was amazing. It. I, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what D-Cell wants. But Can you imagine if they mic'd up all the games? Or they mic'd up one game a, a night or something. And the guys were lo- like, I also just enjoyed the body language and the joy and just letting go of the whole, you're not allowed to show up your opponents. I thought it was mesmerizing might be a little much. I just found it really entertaining and fun. It Joyous was better the than the Pro Bowl. For. It was better than the yes. NBA All-Star game. It's yes. better than the hockey game. Yes. Have you ever been to um one of those places, Tom, where, where like they they test you for allergies? Like, are you, they take your blood and stuff? Like, are you allergic to shellfish? You're allergic to? I cats? sure have, yeah, for sure. Have you had them test for an allergy to joy? But like, <laughs> because it's knowing. <laughs> but like, that's the thing, right? Like, Bogus is saying, like, you I gotta... don't know what you want. I, I'm not giving you ways to fix it. You cannot fix it. It can't you, be fixed. It doesn't need to be fixed. I'm All-Star talking about fixing games, you. All star games fix you. don't work in 2023. They just don't work anymore. Once you know what's wrong, you can fix that. So maybe. I'm not right. alone. I'm not alone. So here's another like sort of lens through which I'm seeing things. And just because I have you know one perspective from my kid doesn't mean that's the reality of the world. But Henry went to this Angels game. Now he wears his Shohei Otani jersey everywhere. We've got to take it off when he's eating dinner and ice cream because you know those things aren't. <laughs> man, jerseys are so expensive. All right. He watched the All-Star game. He loved it. He, start, he buys a bunch of soccer cards. He bought some baseball cards. He got a Shohei Otani card. Now he's super excited. Wants to know if it's worth $20,000. It's not. It's a 2023, I think, Topps Shoei Otani card. But today, I'm going to take him to a, I keep calling it a baseball card shop. Apparently that's wrong. I'm taking him to a sports card shop. I haven't been to a sports card shop in, hold on, 45, in 30 years maybe. So I got my I got my, my cards. I still have them out of, the, out of the, the closet. And I was like going through them. And Henry wanted me to look up how much they were worth, right? This one's worth $12. This one... Then I got to the Ken Griffey upper deck number one card, which I have. Can that thing really be worth two grand? And if so, am I allowed to sell it? Because I want to sell it if it's worth two grand. Uh, yes and yes. It's worth two thousand. It can be worth two thousand dollars. It mean, absolutely it, could yeah, be. Yeah, it for could sure. Be. But uh, hold on to it longer. It'll be worth more. 
or sell it and take my family on a vacation. Yeah, but hold on to it for like 10 more years and go on a better vacation. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, or get a vacation home. What What's going to fuel more growth of the price in the next decade? Uh, un, like, unless, unfortunately, like we lose him. Otherwise, then he's not going to, he's not hitting more home runs or anything like that. Baseball cards don't grow in value over time. Not I think nonstop. They can lose value, yeah. But if it's worth two grand, what 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 what, what will a card shop pay me for it? Twelve bucks? Like I don't even know how the. By the way, credit to you for finding a card shop. I didn't know those still existed. There's one in a part of LA we live in. Apparently, it's a big deal. And, and part of the thing that I guess this is an, this is not an all star game reality. It's a Shohei reality, and we already know this. It just was reinforced for me. My son sees Shohei Otani play one time, right? He starts doing YouTube videos of Shohei Otani. Then he gets all these clips on YouTube of guys talking about how unreal this is. Then he watches the All-Star game, and to their credit, they did a little Shohei pregame, I don't know if special's the word, but like a little feature on him. And then they made everybody talk about him, which I thought was great other than A-Rod, who's so terrible. He's so terrible at broadcasting. Different topic, different day. And I can't stop thinking about how bad he is and how much he screwed up with J-Lo. Then my son watches Shohei strike out. Now my son wants to go get baseball cards. Shohei is such... An entry level drug for young baseball fans. I, yeah. I, I, so now I've done a 180. I actually think he needs to leave the Angels. I actually hope he goes because, as much as I feel bad for that organization, I think there's going to be what? what? What is the number? 20 times the Shohei buzz if he's a Dodger or a Yankee? He won't be a Yankee, but whatever. Whatever the number is. Right. I mean, any team that he goes to, because he's not going to go to any team, he's going to go to high end teams, it's. An exponential boost, especially if he leaves the West Coast and he plays at a regular, a more regular time for the entire country oh. every single night. Oh, don't go there, bro. We're so no, aligned. It, I, it's it's true. I don't think he's going to leave the West Coast. Do you? Um, I don't. Would the Padres? Because out here, people are really into the Padres because of the Dodgers rival, and they they spend money. Would the Padres be a good? destination for him for baseball it's a small market i think the padres need to reevaluate before they spend even more money like it hasn't worked so far i know but yeah i don't see why it wouldn't work if Shohei went to uh san diego sure of course he's gonna be a dodger isn't he he's gonna be a dodger i think so would that bring you any joy tom joy uh maybe a little bit i would like to see otani play on a team that mattered no Can no, no. Get- the joy would be People here bum that he's not a Met or a Yankee. I would, get, I would get a lot of lack joy out of, of that. joy. Yeah. Can I give a theory real quick? I'm going to give a theory about Tom. Tom will give a theory. And this is not blaming Andrew. I'm actually going to find a way to blame Tom for this. But while you were gone, Bogish, Diesel was in an amazing mood and was like happy. I smiled a and couple joking. times. Joking. And a couple times in the air, I would say, wow, you're really joyous. But I actually, here's what I think it is I don't think it's you per se. I think Andrew is Andrew. I think Tom is so stubborn, and so like whatever he decides is the thing is the thing forever. That he has decided that with you he's going to be a grumpy guy, right? That whatever's going on, if you're around, he's got that's I'm not going to change for bogus. But he that makes, means he does change because he's hard. He's holding on so hard to this persona of uh, negativity. I'm I'm willing. For the good of Tom. I mean, literally for him to be in a better mood. I don't have to come in at 1020 every morning. We can, ex- we can, we, I, I could do one extended visit for buy or sell. 
Give him mean, do it once a week, Tom. All right, we'll put it on the we'll put it on the on the agenda. Slightly less me. Would that make you happier, Diesel? I do appreciate that you guys are concerned about me. I don't think there's anything wrong, though. I think this is just me. When you're not here, Andrew, he wore the he wore the birthday shirt, the tight birthday shirts, and they look good. As the you know, as long as he's not wearing grease lightning, they look right. good. Now and, he's back to the golf shirts from 1995. And I know what to do when I'm when I'm elsewhere. D cells still need certain things for me, like a sports minute, so I get those to him nice and early, so they're oh, he can sweet. get them out of the way right away. And my colleagues who replace me when I'm not here um, are maybe less in his face, less okay. critical. I know they don't come in as early as I do, so there's less time for them to go back and forth with diesel. So that's why I'm offering I can I can stay away if that will make him better because I that's my concern is him. Wow, what to sell, Tom? Put on the agenda, but what is man, Tommy pushing away good people? Uh, can we do a quick breaking news before we get to news? Is that weird? Uh, according to Adam Schefter, Tom's got to lighten up. Wait, no, I read that wrong. According to Adam <laughs> Schefter, the Jets are officially uh, the team for, for hard knocks. That'll be great, right? I'm sort of into that. I think so, too, of the teams that were on the list. It was the no-brainer option. Yeah. Rawr, rawr, rawr. You did make a rah 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 <laughs> face. I thought you were going negative. You did. It was a no-brainer, whatever. You look like you're biting into like a piece of beef jerky when you're thinking sometimes. <laughs> no, it's raw raw venison. He just killed a buck. <laughs> Glad we're all reunited. <laughs> I really enjoy this. It is a different vibe when the three of us are together. <laughs> but I don't think I'm responsible as I sort of evaluate things. It's no, it's me. So that's why I'm I'm trying to be the bigger person here and giving Diesel his space that he enjoys on the days when I'm not here. Well, I'm certainly not going to own it. I'm going to point the finger. It's not my fault. Yeah, no, it's me. I can, I can take that heat. All right, let's trend. Let's use this to transition to a what to sell. Uh, Diesel is so mad at Zion, and he's right. By the way, this is great. Like it's all coming together. So so, pretty daddy gets all angry and what to sells Zion. After we get a CBS Sports radio update from the blameless Andrew Bogish. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. You know, words are so interesting. They have such power in their spells. Abracadabra, just kidding, he just said There's a reason it's called spelling. Because the way that the letters are put together 
have such power. It's writer than you on CBS Sports Radio. If you told me I was reading there a monologue from Arrested Development when Joe was given a speech to the family about his magic, I would believe you. But if I remember, if memory serves me properly, that's actually without being playful or sarcastic what Aaron Rodgers was saying, if I recall. Aaron Rodgers at a psychedelics conference in Denver just last month. Forgot, forgot the psychedelics conference connection. Maybe we'll get some of that on uh, Hard Knocks. Maybe we'll get a lot of it. He's going to put on such a good slash phony face. Give me a break. By the way, uh, Pat Boyle who works here at CBS Sports Radio doing film and stuff. I, I, I didn't realize he's a big old tennis fan, huh? A huge tennis fan. Like, I, it doesn't compute with me, like, how much this dude loves tennis. He's young. He's ripped. He's athletic. He talks a lot of smack. He's got a lot of confidence. Some would say overconfidence. Not me. That's probably you. He likes to compete. What if we get a tennis grudge match, $1,000, me versus him? I asked him if he played growing up. He said no. He's only, you know, he's been watching for years and years and years. So he said he's not as good as you would think he would be. All right. So that's, but let's pitch it. But it sounds like a no. Uh, he doesn't like a no. He doesn't listen to the show. I'm not sure if he listens to the show when he fills in for you. Why don't we, why don't you just tell him I don't play either? Uh, I think he knows you play. I think. Tell him. Writer's learning. <laughs> He's taking it up. You guys should play a grudge match for a grand. Um, are, we're going to do this thing as a little Zion thing as a, as a what to sell, right? Uh, yes, I'm ready when you are. Let's go. D-Cell said what? It's writer than you's what to sell. Bill, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I really don't with Zion Williamson. The guy, it was it was a surprise guest appearance on Gilbert Arenas' podcast yesterday. Gilbert asked him about, you know, we all we all know it's out there, right? Zion's had injury issues, he's had weight problems, he has a weight clause in his current contract right now from the Pelicans. We all know what the elephant in the room is with Zion Williamson. Gilbert asked him Wait, about out. Is the elephant that he's an, he he's the size of an elephant? Uh, no, but I, I see what you did there. I like that. Got it. Got but, it. I mean, the dude needs to be in better shape. He needs to lose weight. He needs to stay on the court. And this is how Zion responded to to that yesterday. It's hard, it's hard man. Like, 20, 22. Got a lot of money. All the, it feels like all the money in the world, man. It is hard. But uh, I'm at that point now where because of certain things, I'm putting back, like, the wisdom around me, a bunch mm-hmm. of, like, I don't want to say older because they take offense to it. <laughs> and I'm just putting people around me with wisdom, put me on game to certain things, and just go from there. It's hard to diet. It's hard to stay in shape. He's 23 years old, and as he said, he's got millions and millions of dollars at his disposal to help him keep his body in shape. The man has missed more NBA games than he's played in. I'm supposed to root for this guy? Like, I get it. He's got a big personality. He's always got a smile on his face. I want to root for the dude, but after listening to the... It's hard to diet. It's part of your job as a professional athlete to stay in shape. You're 23 years old. Bill, what am I missing here? What am I missing? No, this guy's the worst. I I mean, 
This is what we talked about a little bit at the start of the show with when you have massive success, that you lose your hold on reality. And this is the other problem with giving guaranteed money to someone. Look, I don't mind guys making their money. I, I got, like Russell Westbrook, we all give a hard time. And that guy doesn't make a lot of money now, but but that he worked his ass off over the course of his career. LeBron James, always in the gym. Kobe Bryant, always in the gym. Seth Curry, always in the gym. Make your Even guys that don't work out, make your money. The problem with Zion and having to give rookies in small markets the rookie max extension without really knowing a lot about him, and we didn't because he'd missed so much time, is what you can evaluate is his love for the game and his work ethic under duress. If the guy can't stay in shape and he's always hurt, it's hard to get... I just... I'm not sure he loves it enough, man. And if you gave me 50 or 100 or $300 million, I, I'd like to think I'd still focus on the radio show. And, but I don't know. I don't know. Am I taking it too far in saying he's holding that franchise hostage? They never know when this dude's going to be on the court. He goes yeah. down with a hamstring injury. He's gone for three months. Like, they never know when he's going to be playing. Look, I understand why they gave him the money. But when, when, when Zion's camp started to leak stories about the GM David Griffin who was trying to get in the extension that should have been if I'm David Griffin that's the moment where I'm like you know what to hell with it to hell I'm not because Griff's concern was he would get the concern of any GM is if you trade away a generational talent for these reasons right these concerns and he makes it you are fired and you're probably not going to get employed again but you also have to have the courage of your convictions and I, and I have to I have to think they've known for a while that Zion was as likely to hold them back as to take them forward. That said, there's a counter-argument. Last year, when he was healthy, they were the they were one of the best teams in the in the game up until January. I mean, that's a, that's just a fact. When he plays, yeah, when he's in shape, when he's healthy, the talent is real. Everyone evaluated his talent properly. The dude can ball. He should have been the number one pick. You also have to have the right culture on a guy. I mean, it's his job to be a grown man, but clearly he feels like he can get away with whatever he wants. Remember, trained in Portland and not in New Orleans when he was injured, taking shots at the GM. Obviously, some of the um, off-court concerns involving the young lady whose Twitter account was suspended is not a work issue per se, but it, but it raises some real concerns about Zion's maturity and the situation that he's in. But I hear what you're saying. You're, I mean, you were pissed off this morning because the guy basically is saying, I'm having trouble staying in shape because I'm so rich. I mean, the dude's four seasons in, and there's more question marks around him than ever before, than before when he got drafted into the NBA. He is going to be a bigger bust than Greg Oden, by the way. Because he's going to... I mean, if he can't stay healthy and doesn't really want to be out there... In his early 20s, what happens when he's 28, when he's 30? I mean, what is he, 23, 22? 23. 23. We are approaching, we're not that far from this kid, this young man, being 25, 26, 27. And that body, that body is not going to be durable if he's carrying that kind of that kind of weight. It's just not. Even if he really wanted to be out there. Even if he just, he, he burned for it. What would you trade him for? Would you would you just would you be willing to get pennies on the dollar? I don't think you can. That's you've got to find someone who would take him for a real return. You got to get multiple first round picks, right? Would you take Anthony Simons and a and a first round pick from Portland? 
No, not enough. Not enough. I think I need. I think I need two first-round picks, and then I can negotiate players after that. They'd never do this, but would you take Scoot Henderson for? Yes. Yes. Done too. Yes. Scoot. I don't want to get. I'm doing CBS Sports HQ at one o'clock, one o'clock Eastern, and then I'm going to be on on CBS Sports Network at fourth. I think thirty Eastern, if I have the times right. And in both cases, I'm going to talk about. Look, I shouldn't get too carried away. Summer league is not the real league. It is practice. It is a scrimmage. But man, Brandon Miller looks brutal, and he should have been taken too. And Scoot looks so good. Did I tell you this on the air? I can't remember. A scout in Vegas told me it's a great comparison. Told me I asked how good is Scoot, he, and he said he's John ja Morant plus ten to twenty percent. Which is, if that's accurate, it doesn't mean it's a Garrett. That's a top five player in the NBA potentially. It'd be nice if he shot a little better. I don't, I wouldn't give up Scoot if I was Portland for for Zion. But Portland's the kind of market that would do it because again, it's hard to recruit guys there. It's hard to get guys to just want to be in that in that city. I think New Orleans is in a similar boat. Yeah, it's the exact same boat. So you got to get a, you got to get a young guy. You're not going to get a star. You got to get young guys so you can convince or you can win there. All right, let's talk. About, oh man, I'm going to tell Jerry about a little disagreement on the All Star game, and we'll see what Jerry Harrison Jr. thinks. I have a guess. Uh, Jay Hare, World Series champion, longtime MLB player, MLB analyst, joins us next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.